Down Syndrome Queensland are the peak body for intellectual disability in Queensland. We drive change, support inclusion and are on a quest for equality so that people with intellectual disabilities can take their rightful place as valuable members of the community. Down Syndrome Queensland also provides practical and emotional support, comfort and opportunities to people with intellectual disability, their families and support networks, particularly in regional areas. Across Queensland, we have wonderful groups of volunteers who put their communities first and strive to support families living with Down Syndrome and intellectual disability. To find out more about how you can help to volunteer or to support the work of Down Syndrome Queensland, go to downsyndrome.org.au forward slash QLD. Now, on with today's podcast. We acknowledge the First Nations people as the traditional custodians of the band we are on today. We acknowledge and pay respect to all elders, past, present and emerging. The Now and the Future podcast is an exciting way of sharing members' stories of opportunities, challenges and provide support and expert advice for Down Syndrome community. Down Syndrome Queensland's vision is to support, advocate for empower people with Down Syndrome to take their rightful places as valuable and contributing members of their community both now into the future. Hi and welcome to the Now in the Future podcast. Today we will be talking about Disability Action Week, an international day of people with disabilities. Disability Action Week is an important week where we celebrate Queenslanders with disabilities. We celebrate how they make our families, communities and workplaces special. And at the end of Disability Action Week, we come to International Day of People with Disabilities, which is a day where the United Nations celebrate people with disabilities and all the amazing things they contribute to our world. This year, Disability Action Week is celebrated on the 25th of November till the 2nd of December, and International Day of People with Disabilities is on December the 3rd. Part of what we do in this time is celebrate how people with disabilities make our world great, but also how people can be more accepting and inclusive of people with disabilities, which can be tricky for lots of people, but especially for people with intellectual disabilities. Each year, Disability Action Week has a theme. This year, the theme is Access Ignites, it's good for business. This theme looks at how we can make employment easier for people with disabilities, but also how businesses can be more inclusive. During Disability Action Week, we're encouraging employers to consider how improving access will boost their bottom line both by recruiting and retaining staff with disability and taking steps to be accessible to customers living with disability. We've spoken in the past on this podcast about the benefits of employment for a person with an intellectual disability. We'll link the podcast that we've done on this topic in the show notes if you wanted to go back and listen to them. On this podcast, we wanted to focus on the benefits to businesses of employing someone with an intellectual disability. So what I thought we would do is start with some of the statistics about 
people with disabilities and the rates at which they are employed in our community. The Australian Government, Australian Institute of Health and Welfare, did a study in 2022 that looked at the unemployment rate of people with disabilities. For working age people aged 15 to 64, people with disabilities were found to be more likely to be unemployed than those without disability. The unemployment rate for working age people with disability is twice that of those without disability. So Yuka, on today's podcast, let's have a chat about what are some of the benefits for employers um, of having someone employed at their business with a disability. Thanks, Isabel. So we all know that Australia's workforce is constantly changing, constantly evolving. We will, um, you know, I guess have um, differing populations. Um, we might have an increase in um, and of an ageing population and we might find that people are likely to maybe stay longer in the workforce. So when it comes to um, looking for staff, um, I guess we want to make sure that we can obtain staff that are going to stay longer and have the right skill sets um, and also a real commitment to the job that they're doing. I guess we're also finding that there may be um, experiences in significant skill and labour shortages as well. So when it comes to things like that, particularly in, you know, areas of growth for, um, for the employment sector, um, it's important for employers to be creative about where they're going to employ people from and the kinds of people that they're going to employ. So they really need to consider, I guess, accessing a diverse range of skilled and talented people um, and really taking advantage of that untapped workforce, those people who may not already be working. And it kind of goes back to looking at those statistics that Isabel mentioned before in terms of many people with disabilities not um, being employed and looking at those people in terms of a potential workforce. We find that a lot of the people that we do talk to, um, you know, people with disabilities really want to work and they want a job, but a lot of the times it's about that opportunity and finding that right job that works for them. So it's about employees opening their doors um, and being open to welcoming people with a disability into their workplace. But a lot of the times it may be because they're a little bit uncertain they want to make sure that they do a great job at being an inclusive workplace and sometimes it may just be a little bit of a scary experience because they may not have done something like that before. So um, we just wanted to, I guess, highlight the fact that it's okay to feel that way um, and that there are supports available out there that can support you as an organisation to be more inclusive. But we are talking about some of the benefits um, to businesses when it comes to employing people with disabilities and we find that um, a lot of the times people with disabilities, when they are employed by an organisation and it is a right fit for them, that they show a high degree of dedication and commitment um, to the job that they have and that they are likely to take less sick days, they are likely to be more devoted um, and show up for work. Um, and are going to be, I guess, really engaged with the work that they do, particularly if they are supported to do the job well. 
And that can lead to an increase in productiveness, can't it? Because we know that once a person with a disability um, is in a job that is a good fit for them um, and that they do have the supports around them that they need, um, they can become more and more productive within the job itself. So um, I think that's an important point as well, is understanding um, that people with uh, intellectual disability in particular um, can and will learn the role that they're um, employed for and, and expand on that role as well um, as they get an opportunity to learn different aspects of the business and are supported to increase their skills within that role. Mm. And we also, I guess, part of the research shows as well, Isabel, that um, uh, employees with a disability in the workplace can really build strong relationships, whether that be with the, the team, the organisation, but also the customers as well. If they do have that direct contact with customers, that it can really sort of boost, um, you know, their, um, I guess, profitability in terms of that sort of, you know, employees sort of seeing that they are really diverse and inclusive workplace um, and that um, as I guess on top of that you know this the team having that really strong good um, staff morale in terms of working together and supporting each other regardless of whether the person has a disability or not. Yuka, I remember a story from when we recorded our Mother's Day podcast where our peer supporter Owen's mum talked about his experiences of working in a cafe in Dubai. Um, I think that story really um, reflects beautifully your point about profitability. Um, I'll let um, Catherine tell that story now. When you lived in the Middle East and you worked as um, a waiter and um, the restaurants used to be so busy because people used to just come to see you. Do you remember that? This example really shows us how one person's participation in a business had profitability benefits for the employer as well. Mm. And I guess in a way it's kind of increasing that that awareness, isn't it, in terms of the fact that people with disability do have the capacity to work and they are able to hold um, a job that they are really skilled at doing. Um, and it challenges those stereotypes and those misperceptions of people with disability um, and really recognises the benefits of hiring people with a disability um, in a mainstream um, open employment setting. So if you are looking to hire someone with a disability, whether that be um, intellectual disability or not, um, what are some of the ways that we could make our workplaces more inclusive? And I think in turn as well, if by making our workplaces more inclusive to staff um, with a disability who may be working there, um, it will also increase um, inclusion of, um, you know, the customers that you would attract as well. Um, so what are some of the ways that we could look at making our workplace more inclusive and a better fit for someone with an intellectual disability? One of the things that we advocate for heavily here um, at Down Syndrome in Queensland um, is ensuring that you are using easy read documentation wherever possible. Um, we know that our people with a intellectual disability can sometimes find documentation that isn't written in an easy read way, um, a little bit confusing, a little bit difficult to follow. Um, by following good principles of um, easy read, um, that can give them more autonomy over their work. It gives them more autonomy over the decisions that need to be made um, and makes them, makes them a more contributing member of that team. And I think it's just 
Isabel being quite open in terms of, um, you know, how we can best support that employee. So, um, yes, easy read definitely, but also in terms of communication. So, you know, we have people with all different abilities um, and there may be people who may not be as verbally um, capable, I guess, in terms of their communication. So it's about being open to, you know, whether people might use assistive technology to communicate um, but that doesn't stop them from being able to do a job. Um, we just, you know, we can make adjustments and we can look at ways in which they can still do the job um, with um, those, I guess, technologies that they use to be able to communicate. Um, and it's about getting this, the team on board as well. So we talk about, you know, an inclusive team um, and a supportive team, but it, it can't be that one person. It has to be the whole team or the whole organisation um, in terms of understanding how we can best support that employee, uh, whether the, the team might need some training around how to best support people with disability in the workplace, um, regardless of what the disability might be, just having a general understanding of how we can be more um, accepting and inclusive um, and having a diverse workplace. Um, and I guess it's just more about, you know, having that, you know, it may just be a few people that can be that go-to person if they, you know, do need um, that extra support or have any questions around um, if they don't know what it is that they need to do to best support that person, um, you know, they could be the point of point of call if they do have any questions and in saying that, there are also some great organisations that, you know, employers can connect in with. Um, you know, we can be one of them. There's also places like, you know, Job Access and DES providers that may be able to guide you in terms of um, any sort of questions that you might have or any sort of adjustments that you might need to make in the workplace. Um, but there are things that employers can tap into to um help you to be a more inclusive workplace. Being inclusive is going to be quite unique to each person as well. So, you know, one person with an intellectual disability may need certain um, accommodations or supports, whereas another person may struggle in a different area. So it's not a one-size-fits-all approach for everyone. So I guess what we're saying is by hiring someone with a disability and, and making your workplace more accessible and inclusive of all abilities in our society. Um, there are studies that show that, you know, there is an increase um, in customer satisfaction. You know, employees with disability, they do, um, as, as shown in these studies, that they are more punctual, that they're loyal and they um, have a high attendance rate. And that improves the customer experience for everyone that is involved in your business. In the next part of this podcast, um, we're going to have a chat with some of our members um, of the Down Syndrome Queensland community who are employed um, and talk to them about some of the benefits they bring to the workplace. Thank you so much, Kieran, for joining us on the podcast today um, to talk about your work. Um, my first question to you is, um, can you tell us about your job and how long you've been working there? I actually worked at McDonald's Capella Bar uh, for like 11 years now. Oh, wow. That's a really long time, Kieran. 
Yeah. <laughs> I think that takes me straight into the next question. Do, do you remember how you got your job at McDonald's? Um, I think it's actually through a job support agency. Yeah. Did you have to go through some interviews and things? Yeah. Yeah. Probably, yeah. How did you find the interviews? It was okay. It was okay? Yeah. Yeah. And what are some of the things that you love about your job at McDonald's? Well, okay, that's a good question. Um, I would say I like to help people when they are unsure to do things. And things and including kids as well. So do you help the people that come to um, your McDonald's to um, do orders and things? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. And are you part of the training? Do you train pe new people that come um, to work there as well? Mm, no, I don't do that, no. Yeah. <laughs> What are some of the tricky things about your job at McDonald's? I would say getting my arm stuck in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that sometimes actually because if there's a bin like overflowing, being, um, being, um, and you try to reach to the back and, um, Sometimes your arm gets stuck sometimes. Oh, no. Yeah. So sometimes the environment can be a little bit hard um, if, if something's a bit tricky to reach. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even when you're a short person, you can't reach something. <laughs> yeah. Do you have lots of tall people that you work with that can help you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What are some of your favourite tasks at Ooh. your job? I would say helping elderly people mm -hmm. and other people with disabilities. Oh, how do you help other people with disabilities at your job, Kieran? Well, um, I would say like people who can't walk. Well, into the restaurant because they have like a injury and they can't even open the door so I tell them to open the door for them um, and because they're in the wheelchair uh, I have to open the door for them and yeah awesome mm. and then our last question Kieran uh, is are some of the tasks that you don't really like doing? Well, actually, I like doing everything. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like you have an awesome time at work. Yeah. Yeah. Are there any days that are sometimes a little bit more tricky? Sometimes, actually. Sometimes they're like, um, all things, actually, yeah. When I used to, um, when I was younger, Kieran, I used to work um, at KFC, so a little bit similar um, to your I job at McDonald's. I did some work experience one time for school, 
who do programs with us, QD, QDSAN, because it's fun being on the team, and they support me because they do the best job ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Credit cards, because it's fun. I love doing it because I have good training in that, that task. Yeah, awesome. So from what you've said there, it feels to me like you're really interested in mentoring and, and being a good role model for younger yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Nikki, my last question for you today um, yes. is what are some of the tasks you don't really like doing here at DSQ? Oh, all the tasks I'm doing. Every size can't choose. Well, it's good to hear that you have such a positive work experience. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much for joining me today. It was lovely to speak to you about your job. It's been fun. (laughs) Thanks, Nikki. Thank you for joining us today for our podcast about Disability Action Week, um, which culminates in International Day for People with Disabilities. If you are an employer who would like to improve access to boost your bottom line um, by recruiting people with disability uh, or taking steps to make your business more accessible to customers living with disability, please get in touch with us here at Down Syndrome Queensland. We'd love to chat to you more about how we can help. At the Now in the Future podcast, we'd love to hear your thoughts and questions as a way of continuing to provide essential information for the community. If you have a question or would like any more information on any of our episodes or have any ideas for future episodes, simply send us an email to engagement at downsyndromeqld.org.au. That's engagement at downsyndromeqld.org.au. And we'll do our best to provide you with the information you require in one of our upcoming episodes. The Now in the Future podcast aims to support, advocate for and empower people with Down syndrome both now and into the future. You have been listening to the Now and the Future podcast. For more information about this episode and many other topics related to Down syndrome, please visit the Dyson Drone Queensland website at dysondrome.org.ie slash QRD. Dyson Drone Queensland supporting people with Dyson Syndrome now and into the future.